interesting question. My life's on. Is it hot? Can, can you hear? Now you can hear me. Hey, all right. Uh, what a wonderful spirit. When we were all holding hands and praying for one another, knowing that the person that was on your right and on your left are people that you know and love and that they're praying God's best for you. Uh, I won't call it magic, but I will call it wonderful and heartfelt. And I know that as surely as it touched my heart, it touched the heart of the Father. What a blessing we can be to one another in such an atmosphere. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for your overwhelming goodness. And Father, by your Spirit, anoint each one of us this morning. Anoint our hearts to receive your word. Help us to make it a part of who we are in Jesus Christ. We'll be so careful to thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Have you ever struggled with things that you didn't understand? We do that a lot, don't we? We come up against a situation and it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense at all. And sometimes we actually even go to the Lord in prayer. Eventually. And sometimes I wonder if we're on the right page when we even do that. Because we're telling God what He's supposed to tell us. Instead of saying, Lord, here I am. Help me to understand. And even if I don't understand, I'm still going to trust you. Because he's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Revelation. When you're on the path to revelation, I know that there's uh, a lot of things that may come into your mind that uh, uh, try to push you in one direction or another. But the revelation we need has been given. The revelation that we need is, is contained in the Word of God. It is the Word of God. The Word of God is revelation. Amen? And <clears throat> there's no real formula, but I believe that God has given us guidelines uh, for stepping into that fuller revelation. Uh, it's his desire to reveal as much of himself to us as we can stand. And God's not going to give you more than you understand. Amen? And it's in those areas where faith comes in. Because for the things I don't understand, I still have faith for them. Amen? How many of you understand everything that's written in the Bible? 
No. That's why we have faith. But there are some conditions, there are some situations that come to bear on our lives and and we can look at those in the Word of God and it will give us those guidelines and help us to move into those places where there is more revelation, fuller revelation, illumination on the revelation that has been given. Sometimes we can read the revelation and still don't understand it. That's why we need illumination. Amen. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3 says this. It says that revelation is gained by endeavoring to persevere. How many of you ever saw the outlaw Josie Wales? You remember the old Indian chief, Dan George? Indians vow to endeavor to persevere. Well, we've got to endeavor to persevere too. And this fuller revelation that I'm talking about is gained by endeavoring to persevere. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3 says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning. He shall come to us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Then shall we know if. If we follow on to know the Lord. Spend some time with the Lord. Spend some time in His Word. Spend some time in good, strong Christian fellowship. Iron sharpening iron. Keeping yourself accountable to His Word. It's prepared as the morning. How many of you went to bed last night pretty sure that the morning was coming. So you could say, well, that's something that I can count on. That's something I can trust. That he will come to us as the rain is the latter and the former rain unto the earth. God wants to get you coming and going. He wants to make sure that you come behind in no good thing. He wants to provide for you coming in and going out. Endeavor to persevere. Endeavor to persevere. Press in. Press in. It's gained by intimate fellowship with Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 13 and 11 says, He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not. Not everybody understood what Jesus was talking about when he walked the earth, did they? Sometimes his disciples had a problem with that. And sometimes they had questions. One of the questions was, how come you're talking to us this way and you talk to them in parables? He said, well, they're not where you're at. That's a profound statement. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not where you're at. I'm not where you're at yet. Uh, I have no idea where I am. No. Uh, Everybody is on a different level. 
I am where God has brought me to. You are where God has brought you to. And I would say, as a general rule, every one of us is on a different level. God speaks to you in one way and he speaks to me in another way. Jesus wants you to know him so well, so intimately, that when he speaks to you, he doesn't have to cloud it in parables. But that he can speak clearly and you can hear clearly. Getting it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. And that takes intimacy. Intimacy in fellowship with Jesus Christ. So that he can speak clearly and you can hear clearly. Hear what? The revelation. Hear what he has to say. Takes the question mark out of the equation for us. Of course, we have qualifiers all the way through the Word of God. How do we get there? Where's the starting point? Where's the next place? Abiding in Christ's words. John 8, 31 and 32, you all know this. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In a people group, and I would consider the church a people group, there's a whole lot of people that aren't free. Something from the past or maybe a present situation has tried to attach itself to us and it brings in fear. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the things that I don't understand. Go to the doctor and let them tell you, I think you've had a heart attack, maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Happened to me last month. Right. I didn't know I had a heart attack. Maybe I did have a heart attack. But God took care of it. But those things come into our lives and it brings fear in. Let me give you an anagram for fear. False evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. The devil will let you buy any lie. And he'll even make it, you think that it belongs to you when it doesn't. And we get plagued with that stuff. Past, present, or future. Some people are scared about what's going to happen tomorrow. Or they're worried about something that happened way in the past that frankly, is already under the blood. Are you saved? Are you saved and you know it? Say amen. Amen. Whatever happened back there is done away with. 
It doesn't have any authority. It doesn't have any power to affect you today unless you let it. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. God has called you. God has called me to be free in Him. To take the shackles and shake them off. And walk in the power and the anointing of His Holy Spirit. Not because of I'm such a wonderful person or you're such a wonderful person. But because that's His divine will for each one of us. Intimacy. Abiding in the words of freedom that Jesus Christ has spoken over you. And he spoke them. You can pull them out of the scriptures any day. You may need to personalize some of those scriptures. Put your name in there. There's power there. Sheila is crucified in Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, Sheila lives. Yet not Sheila lives, but Christ lives in her. Whoo! Put your name in there. Plug it in that God did. Every time God looks at you, every time God thinks about you, He's got your name plugged in there. Live it, breathe it. It'll set you free. Free to be the person that God has called you to be. Free to walk in that power and that anointing. Doesn't come from you, it comes from Him. But He has given you the kingdom. It's all for you. It's all for you. God gave His only begotten Son to provide you with the keys to the kingdom of God. He's given you authority so that what happened to His Son never has to happen to you. Jesus paid it all. Hello, Jesus paid it all. If you ever want to know what God thinks about sin, we'll talk about your neighbor's sin. We don't want to talk about your sin. All you have to do is look at the cross. Look at the cross. God sparing not His only Son allowed that sacrifice to take place so that you put your finger on your heart. Say, me. Me. So that I can be free. So that you can be free. Hallelujah. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When's it coming, Brother Mike? When it's ready. (laughs) Not when it's ready. When you're ready. God's not going to expose you to anything that you can't handle. 
There was a time in my life, and I'm sure in one of in your lives as well, where I was really wrestling with something. And I wanted to know how come I didn't know. Are you one of those people that just has to know? It's not so bad that you've got to read the inquirer at the checkout stand, but but we like to be in the know, don't we? But there's some things that we're just not prepared for. I remember I was really, I mean, I was chewing myself up because there was something I just couldn't wrap my mind around. And I, I did what I knew to do. Lord, bail me out. <laughs> he said, no. He said, even if you heard the reason or the excuse, it still wouldn't make any sense. Trust me. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. That may be for you today. Maybe you need to hear that. Maybe you need to understand that God can handle it. Hallelujah. And I don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything. And some of those things that may be chewing on you the worst, if you found out the reason why it happened to you just the way it happened, it wouldn't make any sense either. So in spite of all of that, what do we do? We trust the one who can handle it all. We trust the one who is going to handle it all. Amen. And I guarantee you, in his mind, it's already done. And you can trust him. The righteous judge will render righteous judgment when it's due. So revelation is going to come in due time. John 13, 7. Jesus answered and said unto them, What I do thou knowest not now, but shalt know hereafter. Sometimes God throws you a curve and you don't understand. In this case, they had one of those things that's been really popular in churches the last 20 or 30 years. If we called for a foot washing ceremony on Wednesday night, how many of you wouldn't be here? (laughs) I found out that in my history as a minister that they're very poorly attended. And if you let people know, they won't come. (laughs) Why? Because I don't want anybody to touch my feet. I don't want anybody to see my feet. Jesus was washing the disciples' feet. Peter said, Lord, you're never going to touch my feet. He said, if I don't wash your feet, you got no part in me. The things I do now, you don't understand, but you'll understand later. The revelation is coming. I remember the very first time I went to a foot washing. I tried to hide, but somebody came and got me. Come on, you did too. they washed my feet, I was totally and completely humiliated. I thought, oh my God, this person's washing my feet. And then they slid the basin over me and I had to wash his feet. And in the midst of washing that man's feet, the revelation came. 
And I began to weep as I was washing that man's feet. The revelation will come in due time. You may not catch it coming out of the chute. You stay on the path. You're going to get it. You're going to realize it. You're going to understand it. God's going to make it real to you. Revelation comes through the guidance of the Holy Ghost. John 16 and 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he'll show you things to come. Lean on the Holy Ghost. Lead on the Spirit. He's not going to lead you off the cliff. God is not going to do anything that's bad for you. Let me rephrase that. God's not going to do anything that He knows is bad for you. (laughs) Now you may not like it a whole lot. How many of you have had an experience where God led you into a place that you really didn't want to go? Took you out of your comfort zone. Well, that happens. But if you'll follow the Holy Spirit, there'll come a point when you see what God's doing. And you'll realize that whether you liked it or not, that was the best place for you to be. I never liked being in the hospital. But I prayed with, with somebody in the hospital every time I ever went there. Why? Well, that's where God's got you. Bloom where you're planted. Follow the Spirit. God will come and tap you on the shoulder and say, go over there and pray with that man. Stop that, Mike. (laughs) Revelation comes through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Everything that you ever received from God came to you by revelation. I didn't know I needed a Savior. And then I got a revelation of Jesus Christ. And He took me out of that place that we so often get to. Sometimes after salvation we get to that place. God needs to take you back from that if that's where you found yourself. When I start comparing my life with somebody else in the body of Christ and say, well, I'm doing better than old Jackie. <laughs> Tell me about it. <clears throat> Is that a fair comparison? No. If I want to see how I'm doing, I need to look at Jesus Christ. He'll give me the real picture and it may not be as glorious as I'd like it to be, but it'll be a true picture. I received salvation by Revelation. When the revelation that I needed a Savior. That I was totally, completely, 110% incapable of doing anything about my situation. That everything I had was broken 
Unless Jesus fixed it, it was going to stay broken. And when, that, when you come face to face with that, with that revelation, guess what? You get saved. Got healed the same way. When you get the revelation of your healing, nobody needs to come up and say, Hey, you're healed. You know you're healed. You have one of those hallelujah runaways, amen. I'd dance for you, but I can't dance right now. I'm getting close to dancing. I got filled with the Holy Ghost the same way. A revelation. That there was something that was beyond me that I couldn't do anything about unless God moved sovereignly. Revelation comes through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It's promised to his disciples. That's a word we use. I'm not real sure our understanding of the word disciple is as clear as it should be. Sometimes we can think that everybody that goes to a particular church is a disciple. That may not be the case. John 16, 24 and 25 says, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time comes when I shall no longer speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. There's a distinction, I think, made between people and disciples. Jesus admonishes us to become disciples. Take up your cross, follow me. Become a disciple. Spend enough time with me that I don't have to beat around the bush when I'm talking to you that I can trust you with the plain word. And I don't have to shroud it in a mystery. God wants to talk to you that way. He wants to talk to me that way. And if we're disciples, He will talk to us that way. With benefit. Ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Joy. See, I can see it on Carl's face. (laughs) Christians ought to be the happiest people on the planet. We ought to be so full of joy that we can't bump into somebody without some of it getting on them. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Is it your strength? needs to be you didn't give it to yourself he gave it to you it is as natural as planting seed and watching the plant grow up if it's been planted in you it's going to happen hallelujah
be a disciple. Who can be a disciple? Each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. I don't believe it's grievous. Some people say, well, being a Christian's hard. Well, been my experience that being lost was pretty hard. <laughs> Whole lot harder when I was calling the shots. Whole lot rougher. And I, I, I never knew what joy was. Let me be real honest with you. I, didn't, I never knew what love was. I didn't love anybody. And even though I like to think that I love myself, the way I lived wasn't proving it out. You don't do the things that I did to myself if you love that person. <laughs> Your love for God will open the door to further revelation, to a fuller revelation. Your love for him. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9 through 12. As it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received. You can plug your name in there. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now, a lot of times when preachers are quoting 1 Corinthians 2, 9, they're talking about heaven. Oh, I can't get, wait to get to heaven. What kind of things is God going to reveal to me there? God wants to reveal some things to you right here and right now. I'm not going to wait to get to heaven to say that I'm walking in the kingdom of God. Bless God, I'm walking in the kingdom of God right now. Here we are. And God has made a way to reveal to you directly tied to your love for him I believe I can say this and be true that the more that you love God the more he's going to talk to you the more he's going to reveal to you the more he's going to want to bring you in and you're going to want to come in amen it'll change everything about the way you live change your prayer life you may just come just to talk to God or just to listen to God instead of showing up with your, with your laundry list. And I think so much of what we allow to pass for prayer 
in many of our lives is just our laundry list. And that's all well and good, and there's a place for that. But there's a place for other things, too. Coming into the presence of God, spending time in His presence, like this morning, that worship just kind of sucked us into the kingdom, didn't it? What a wonderful spirit is still here. And it's God saying, oh, I'm so glad that you came close this morning. I'm so glad that you allowed me to come in this morning. I'm so glad that I've got your attention this morning because there's some things I want to talk to you about. There's some things I want to show you. There's fuller revelation for each and every one of us that's available directly proportionate to your love for God. I think if you let down the gates, he'll let down the gates. And I think that's his heart's desire to be able to share with you as a father shares with his child. He's going to lead you, guide you, direct you, and take you into that deeper water. That place where maybe your feet aren't quite touching the bottom, but you don't care because daddy's got your hand. When my daddy taught me to swim, he didn't take me out the lake and chuck me in. Some of you may have had that experience. God wants to teach you to swim in the river of God. And he won't turn loose of you until he knows you can swim by yourself. And the more that you step into the things of God, the closer you come to Him, the more prepared you're going to be to swim in His river. And you'll say, one day you'll just swim right on into eternity. Hallelujah. Full of revelation. It's available to each one of us. You believe it? Do you receive it? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, that you've shown us by your word this morning, by your word, that you desire to take each and every one of us into that deeper water and to experience that fuller revelation, not so that we can just have an experience, but so that we can know you better, that we can spend quality time with you, that we can listen to what you say. As your word says, listen to what the Spirit has to say to the church. Oh, Father, your desire for us is so much greater than even our own hopes and desires for ourselves. That also is deeper revelation. Take us there, Lord. Help us to understand that when our hand is in yours, we're never going to be in danger. That you'll take us all the way. And it'll be good. Bless each and every one here this morning. 
as you take us on that path. We'll be so careful to thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Brother Jackie.